0: Welcome to the Coast Talk Talk podcast. I'm your host, Nick Swinburne, otherwise known as Coast Talk. I've been a lifelong entrepreneur, whether it's sports, tech, food, fitness, I've got a bunch of passions. I've also been fortunate enough to invest in some of my favorite sports teams. Along the way, I've met a bunch of great people, whether athletes, entrepreneurs, executives, and we hope to dive into their stories on our show. You'll hear backstories, successes, and failures throughout our discussions. Please subscribe, rate, and review if you enjoy listening to the show. This is Coast Talk Talk. Hey, everyone. Welcome to the Coast Talk Talk podcast. On today's show, I sit down with Tashi Nakanishi. Welcome to the Coast Talk Talk podcast, Tashi. How's it going? Good, good. Thanks, Nick. It's been a while. It has been a while. Well, let's start uh, by having you introduce yourself. I did a a quick one, but you can go into uh, a little more details on your background and the story of how you got started and, and where you are today.
1: Yeah, sure. Uh, thanks. Quick quick background. You no, know, kind of grew up half between um, the U.S. and Japan. Always wanted to do things between um, the, the two countries. Um, in 2016, uh, um, ended up uh, starting a, a single-family office, uh, KSK Group, which is now the, the holding company. Um and the reason why we started that is we really wanted to have impact uh, with with Keisuke, uh Honda's capital. Um, for those that don't know, Kesuke he's three time World Cup, um, the Japanese national team, and also um, played for AC Milan as as a number ten. Um, and I would say he's one of the first um, people of influence that that's really dedicated his uh, life to having impact uh via I'm repeating myself but in, impact via his, his capital so we started that and in 2018 we launched uh dreamer's VC uh which is an institutional um VC fund with um will Smith um, and we we'll, we're now invested in um, 96 companies
0: wow how uh, that's that's a lot in six years to to have happened. How did you just to rewind way back? Because I think people will be interested in these kind of things. Like, how did you, you and KSK first connect? Like how do you, like, what were you doing right up until then? And then how did you make that that transition?
1: Yeah, I've always I've always been passionate about um, alternate investments. Um, so I was working in uh fund of funds, quant fund, real estate, and uh, I was introduced to KSK by his brother. Uh, a little unknown fact about KSK is that. Um, even back in 2014, uh, he was looking to buy an MLS team. <laughs> so, um, he thought, um, and I, he was right that the MLS was, was going to grow and that soccer was going to become bigger in in the United States. So, um, that's kind of how we got, we got introduced and, and, and got started. Were you... And that's kind of how we connected too.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I was trying to, I was doing, <laughs> trying to do the math in my head and try to think of what year, what year we might've connected. The, um, yeah, yeah. And you played soccer, right? You 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 were yeah a goalie. Was that right? Am I remembering right? I was I was a I was a short goalie. Yes. <laughs> nice. <laughs> so, was sports like being involved in sports in some capacity on your radar earlier? Was it more just investments, financial kind of stuff,
1: business management? The reason why I started um, investments is because I failed as a as a soccer player. My my goal has always been to become. a a professional soccer player, um, up into the point I was, I was 21. And once I realized I wasn't going to make, uh, it to, to the pros, that's when I had my, um, oh shit moment where I said, okay, uh, what, what, what's my, what's my next goal. And, and finance was, um, you know, a very competitive realm. I'm, I'm, I'm competitive myself. So, um, wanted to win in that space. And my father was a banker. And watching him grow up and, and his colleagues, um, it's it's something that I've always admired. So that's what got me started in in finance. No, yeah.
0: well, you made it pretty far. I mean, I, I only made it to eighth grade. That was the end of my dreams. <laughs> and by that point, I'd rifled through every single sport and realized none of them were possible. So it was a uh, the so twenty one is is still impressive. So what was um okay? So you got you you meet Keske. Yeah, you, you you guys share a vision of okay, we can make. I think. You know, good investments and also do a lot of good. Mm-hmm. How do you get started? Like, what 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 do you do the next day? Like, how do you guys um,
1: kick things off? Yeah, we we actually um, walked through a bunch of asset classes um, and said, okay, where where does he have the most impact? And we landed on angel investing because that's where founders um, the only thing that they're missing at that point really is the trust of um, the public, and we're on the opposite end of the spectrum where we've gained trust from the public, but don't have the skill sets to, to to build a company. So it's actually a perfect match, and I think that's where uh, people of influence should spend more time, and and that's uh, what we're building towards. But yeah, we um, started angel investing in Japan. The the strategy was very simple. We said, okay, what has worked in the United States? Uh, it's very time machine. So what has worked in the United States? Let's look at the business models. Let's not take business model risk or, or technology risk at, at, at this point. Uh, we're taking exec- execution risk in, in Japan. So what we wanted to do was uplift the, the Japanese startup ecosystem and making, making, um, startup, uh, being a, a startup founder cool. Because that's what was missing um in, in Japan at the moment. It was it was better uh society, uh society wise to uh work at a Toyota or a Sony. And we wanted to change that. So um we got lucky, uh, we made a couple good investments, and from there we kind of shifted towards, okay, now what's next? Let's take Japanese capital and invest it into the top companies in in the States. Um, so that's how dreamers came about. Um, but yeah, that's kind of a short, short background. How,
0: so how did you start, um, finding, like, how did you find those initial companies to invest in?
1: And so, so this is a superpower of, um, working with people with influence, right? Ksgate puts out one tweet saying, look, my next big thing is going to start investing in founders, right? And that's, that's, that's really all you need. And that, that kickstarts the flywheel. So we get one or two introductions from the top founders, um, invest in great companies, help next founders come, next founders come. Right. So, um, it's really important for the person to be active and passionate about the space. But if you get those elements right, it's a, it's a superpower to get to, um, it's really a hack. To get to the the top really quickly, um, and and you know that's what we realized in in Japan and you know rinse repeat in in the, in the U.S. But but again, if if you you can't do it at a superficial level, you, you got to actually love the space um, and want and want to help. But if you get those elements right, you you get to invest in the best companies.
0: Was there any initial focus? Any like specific categories we're going after or it was just, Hey, send us the, the best, the brightest we're looking for. We're looking for anything.
1: Yeah. The, 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 focus wasn't on a sector. Um, we were general. Um, but the, the intent was to invest in companies where we could actually add value. So figuring out where we could add value was more important than the actual sector. Yeah, no.
0: and for people not familiar, how would you describe KSK's popularity in Japan? I mean, as people might say, it's a it's a soccer player, but he's extremely popular over there,
1: right? Yeah, it's. Um, I think the easiest way to describe him is you know almost like the David Beckham of of Asia. There's also only really twelve channels in Japan, so when you're the it person it's 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 faster to become the it person in in japan than it is in in the states so he has massive influence on societal issues um or the 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 direction um of the country so he can meet anyone from the prime minister all the way down to the 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 everyday individual and and he's focused on both which is what was eye-opening for for me? He treats the prime minister the exact same way that he would treat someone that uh, that he just met, you know, a, a founder, uh, and and he would he would um, extend you know the the, the the same things, which is why I I wanted to work with him.
0: Yeah, and so you guys were making you were you were making investments. Um, I remember when we first met. I mean, you guys were not only looking at investments, but you were looking at, you know, how to have impact and help through sport, like all around mm-hmm. the world. So how, that's, how was, um, how did you guys balance those, those two things? And it was like an investment would lead to, you know, an opportunity to also do good, or was it an opportunity to do good, maybe would lead to an investment, but they were separate. How was it? a? Uh...
1: Yeah. Our, our, um, our goal is always to have impact. So the reason we do, investment is a is a tool to have impact in 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 our um the way we think about it so we make investments we want to create returns because we want to take those returns and have uh impact to the world so when it comes to and, and ksk doesn't like to talk about this a lot but everything he does for he, he's the head coach of the cambodian national team right now yeah Not just like the A team, but all the way down to creating the systems at at the youth level. He was just there to coach the U23s, for example. Um, and he actually does that all pro bono. So, um, and he's able to do that because we're, we're, we're generating returns on the investment side. And we also have a, a a team in, um, Uganda that is, you know, we, we don't do that to make, to make money. Right. Um, so. Yeah, everything we do um, on the for-profit side, we do it so we could we could um, support our our uh, nonprofit efforts.
0: Yeah, you know, it's it's I follow KSK on Instagram, and and it reminds me a lot of uh, Daniel Cormier, in DC, it just in the fact that mm. you know, incredibly accomplished at the professional level, but still like DC, for example, coaches high school wrestling. Even though he's Go the UFC, lot. you know he's the he's the UFC commentator, Legend. the the double champ, you know as a fighter. But he's 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 if you're on his Instagram, he's always there coaching, coaching kids, putting on clinics. Um, it's not a like show up one and done type thing, right? It's like so it's yeah. pretty rare. Like I look at those two guys, and I think it's inspiring in a way, right? Where it's like you got to find something that you. It is a good reminder that if you're passionate about something, it has nothing to do with success or monetary gains, right? You do stuff because, because you want to do it. So I think they're, yeah, those are the only two examples. I they're really, I don't follow that many people on Instagram and I'm always just like, these guys are maniacs. Mm-hmm. Like they're, you know, they have so much going on, but they're still doing that. And when they don't present it, they present it in a way that it seems to be, this is just an equal part of my life that I, that I enjoy doing. So it's a, uh,
1: it's pretty crazy. Yeah. It's, it's, um, it's hard to explain it I think to people and from the outside it looks like uh these folks are doing many things but I think you're absolutely right um at least I could speak about KSK um and and DC might be the be the same but in their eyes they haven't succeeded yet and they need to do more so for him I talked to KSK and I'm like look you've been to three world cups like you're a, a legend in the country like you know why are you still doing this? Like you, you could retire right now and, and, and go off and do what most people do, which is like buy a big house and, you know, buy a yacht and, and, and buy a nice car. But I mean, he doesn't even own a car and he wants to take every uh penny that he has and reinvest it. Um, so yeah, I, I think the the drive, uh, that, that these folks have, um, and how they're mission driven. You're right. Like the fact that they're mission driven is is a key differentiator between um, these folks and and the others. Yeah, I think it's
0: a I think it's a common misunderstanding, especially among I guess like a younger audience or or aspiring entrepreneurs, is that it's not a it's not a for for a lot of people it's not a process. It's not something like oh I'm going to enter the entrepreneurial stage of my life. You know, it's just you wake up in the morning and you either see the world as like ugh, I want to get through today. Or you're like, you wake up in the morning, you're like, wow, anything is possible. What can I go do? You know, or not, I shouldn't say ugh. You either wake up thinking about yesterday, which is, I mm-hmm. think, is what a lot of people do. And it's no right or wrong. Or you wake up feeling like, well, yesterday's already done. Like, how much can I, how much can I get done today? What What else is out there? And so I think it's, um, yeah, it's inspiring to see, to see that kind of stuff. So do have, have you, when you guys were, we're setting this up, seeing success with it. Were there any, were you approached by other athletes saying like, Hey, I want to, I want to, um, I want to follow a similar model or, Hey, can you do for me what you did for case or did, was there a point where you looked at that as almost like a, um, like a, a business management kind of offering?
1: Yeah. It's, 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 it's funny that you say that. Um, can't talk about it too much yet. Love to talk about it more in the future. But I going back to my initial point, it the 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 drive, and, and for me, I, I wouldn't be driven or motivated to do it with um an individual if they, if that's like not their mission and not their 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 passion, right? But if someone Came to me and said, "Look, like I, I'm really passionate about dedicating time to founders um, and using my platform. To me, that's that's interesting. I, I would always want to help. So, yeah, those are those are thoughts that I I, I definitely have um, in mind. And scaling as a business, scaling in a in a in a mission driven way." That's that's a that's a great reason to to wake up every morning, right? So yeah. um, definitely something that I'm I'm thinking about.
0: So you transitioned or not transitioned? do You and I like this. I like the theme of of stacking things. You don't leave one thing behind. You just you just continue to add to it. But you have um, KSK Group and then Dreamers. Like how did uh, mm-hmm. how did Dreamers come about? I remember just just uh, we hadn't touched base in a in a little bit, and then I just. Yeah, I remember reading. All right, Tashi's doing something with Will Smith now. Like, what's what's?
1: <laughs> how did that go yeah. about? Yeah, um, I guess I think about when when I think about building um, a business, the the conversation that case and I have is about positioning, and um, I think similar to 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 you, right? It's like how do you how do how do you hack the how do you hack the system? So I when i thought about okay there's a bunch of japanese capital just sleeping in japan um the better use of that capital is to invest it in um innovation but obviously i'm not a i'm not a top vc i haven't lived in the vc space um for a long time i kind of like airdrop myself into to the space so like even today, I don't think of myself as a VC. Like when when someone says that, like I don't, I don't really feel comfortable uh, about it.
0: Is that is that like um like imposter syndrome, or it just doesn't describe accurately what you
1: do? Um, it, it might be imposter syndrome, um, in, in a sense that like it's not the world. Like I don't particularly really live or having really lived like the Silicon Valley. Like I I don't know that the do's and don'ts uh like the 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 set rules that are in place so if someone says hey describe those rules like i uh, to be honest i don't i don't really know it i lived in los angeles uh lived in tokyo so like i haven't lived at like the it places or have the it resume i didn't go to i didn't go to uh, a top school uh i went to a school for the purpose of playing soccer <laughs> and, and yeah. chasing my 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 dreams so I think that, yeah, I think you're right. Um, that's what it comes down to. But kind of going back to um, how how Dreamers came about, I said, okay, day one, we can't create a top VC. But obviously, they're, the the deals go to uh, the, the, the top VCs. So what's the next best thing is to um, be able to add value uh, to them, right? And what I thought was, okay... Those, the, the, the VCs, what they're great at, and I admire them as, um, being able to really help founders, um, build a company, whether that's like recruiting, thinking about the business model, et cetera, et cetera. I think they're, I think they're amazing at that. Um, I think what we could do to help them is get, connect the companies to actual users. So to really amplify the message. I think I thought, okay, that's something that, that we're good at. We've done it in Japan. So who could do that well in the United States with us? Well, we did in Japan. We happened to get introduced to, um, Will and, and his team kind of through the, the, the family office network in, in LA. And, you know, Will wanted to help. Uh, we, we talked about our vision and, and he was, um, nice enough to say that, yeah, I'm happy to, you know, lend my name. So. It's kind of how dreamers started.
0: Cool. So, how would you? Um, I guess how there's a lot of people, especially on social media, right, who believe that they are just undiscovered, right? Like, do they have a set of skills or a skill set? I guess is a mm-hmm. two-letter, more efficient way of saying it. That, um, yeah, that could benefit celebrities, athletes, influencers, etc. Right, and. Mm-hmm. And and there's some that obviously just sit there and just and just rant and that this is not fair. I have this, I have this, this service I could provide and and to help people. And then there's some that genuinely do do everything. They work really hard, they get good results, they mm-hmm. just don't make those connections. What what do you think what do you think allowed you to earn case to case trust in the beginning? I don't I'm not sure how long, you know, the how long it went yeah. from like introduction to actually working together. And then mm-hmm. what advice, I guess, would you give to, because um, I do like, I like the chip. I guess maybe, I don't think it's, I don't think it's a positive thing. I think a little chip on the shoulder, like mm-hmm. I have a chip on my shoulder. It's not, it's not a, mm-hmm. you don't have an aggressive chip on your shoulder, but it's a little <laughs> bit of that. Like, I yeah, love, yeah. like, I love people who are think who have had all the success, say I'm not successful. And like thinking about what college you we went to a long time ago, you know, instead yeah. of, but, but part of that comes from, um, I think like a, you know, I, I do think imposter syndrome is real. Like I I think I have mm-hmm. imposter syndrome on a daily basis, but there's also this kind of <laughs> yeah. like below the surface belief that like, I'll show you, we can do this better anyway. And so it's kind of like, well, I'm not part of that mm-hmm. club, but I also don't want to be part of that club, um, mm-hmm. which now, now I'm kind of going off on a tangent. I can't remember my original question, but what would you say to, um I guess a little bit of like, what was your, what, what do you think the key was to earning, earning trust and what advice would you give to, um to someone who is, does have a, you know, a good skill or was really good at something, right. how would they earn that trust? Because especially nowadays, athletes are so wary of uh-huh. people they meet, you know, they can never can trust their intentions.
1: Yeah. Um, I want to answer that question, but also it, it reminds me of like when I first met you, right? The expectation I think for the most part is like, you're, you know, you, you are this big shot created a, you know, huge, huge company that, that, that changed the world and the expectation i think was for you to act that way but like you know we we met at a, we met at a, like your your taco shop and you're like super
0: <laughs> passionate
1: talked. about um yeah uh, the restaurant and kind of um it, it, it wasn't about what you were doing in the past like you're you're like in this this grind and um just very super kind of humble um and it was, it was like, it was so great to see that. Um, so that, that always kind of like sticks in my mind when I, when I think about, um, you know, people who are, the, you know, people who had real success, I think, um, are, 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 you know, somewhat like that case case is, is, is very similar. So, yeah, I just want to kind of share that story. <laughs> um
0: I think I think I think when you said humble, you meant frazzled because I was always frazzled in that in that restaurant. <laughs> and I, I didn't I didn't know how many things could go wrong on a daily basis.
1: You walk in the doors and you are like, yeah. oh, but that was great. That yeah, was fun. Yeah. But I appreciate yeah. It. yeah, yeah, yeah. Like the brands that you are building, it was just so fun. Like watching you build brands out of things that you're you're passionate about. Um, but yeah, going back to going back to trust. I don't know. I think that's a that's that's like a question for for him. Uh, I think it was, um, part of it was, it was just organic, right? We just happened to both be born the same year. We, we happened to both be international in a sense. Um, and we, we both happened to, I mean, at a very different level, but just happened to play, play soccer. So, um, I would say a lot of it was, um, a lot of it was luck, but, um, also, uh, I I think he, he saw that I was genuinely passionate about this. So like it was never about money. It was, it was just about, okay, you have these things that you want to do. Like I want to do it too. So, um, let's do it. So for, for two years, there was no, and, and another thing, even after we started working together, I, we never had a contract. Like we never signed to say, oh, this is going to be like the equity that you own. And this is going to be like yourself. Like we didn't have any of that. Like we just started working on the project. So
0: Which is probably it's it's so hard to get that right. Because obviously it's it's if you can do it that way, it's incredible because you don't have mm-hmm. to have those awkward conversations until you're you know each other better and you can and then it becomes less of an awkward conversation. A lot of times I think yeah. people jump it jump into that like, How are we gonna do this? And it mm-hmm. it brings out this these like questions whether they're justified or not. It just taps into yeah. people's natural like Oh, let's. We have to set this up because partially to think about what could go right, but you're both Mm -hmm. aware of the fact that, like, generally, we're drawing contracts up to to know what's going to happen when things go wrong. So it brings the worst case scenario. Yeah. yeah. yeah.
1: So yeah, I I think um, it's not answering the question, but it's 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 all about building trust, right? That's 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 the foundation of any any partnership. Yeah. Um, So uh, for 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 me i trusted that if we perform that he will be fair and i think for him he trusted that you know i'm going to work towards making this um you know making all our goals come true so
0: yeah it's really interesting and like it's it's really interesting hearing you say that because when you when you say things it reminds me of you know things my own life so if i were to think back it actually reminds me a lot of a lot of things back in zappos where like Tony and I wouldn't figure stuff out until it had to be figured out, you know. Especially mm-hmm. when he was like, when he's putting more money in to keep the company alive, keep the company alive. We're not even really talking yeah. about, okay, well, what does that mean each time? What does that mean each time? And part of it was because mm-hmm. it probably didn't seem that important at the time because the company was going <laughs> to die, yeah. you know. So it was like, <laughs> the, the last thing we should be figured out is how to, do, you know, is is what equity to give for this next capital infusion. And then at the end, it was, but it was a trust of just like. I, I think it's really interesting. I don't know how to describe it, but yeah, it's that point of like once once you've proven to each other that you're mm-hmm. both working towards something and and I, I don't and you can't fake it, you know, because if you're not passionate about what you're working on, you don't you're not interested in 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 doing the work and your primary motivation is what you're going to get, you'll never get to that point because you'll force the yeah. force the conversation. So it is you know you hear so many stories about things that don't work out well. And that can obviously happen, and there's obviously, you know, it's a good reason to to get things in writing and all that. But there's also, obviously, as in your case, a really compelling thought that when you rank what you're thinking about at the moment, if Mm -hmm. getting that contract locked up is at the top of the priority list on, on something like this, not on, like, some sales situation, but something like this. Yeah, yeah. And it's probably an indication that, like, you may not be on the right path, you know, like you're, <laughs> yeah.
1: you're, yeah, you're focused, a, a you're great, focused on the yeah. wrong
0: goal. So it's, it's actually a, no, it's actually really interesting. What, um, another question. So we, we obviously, uh, have brainstormed a lot of soccer things over the years. Mm-hmm. Um,
1: yeah,
0: I've kind of come to the point of being a little bit of a hater of like, of like, you know, soccer and in the U S just because <laughs> it's not yeah. that I hate it. I just so frustrating because, you know, coming from England and, and, and seeing promotion relegation, and obviously mm-hmm. having been on the, the the negative side of it too, I understand it. But it's just it just frustrates me that um, that we don't have that system here. Because I think if you just said, "Hey, here's a system. Whoever wants it, go get it," like it would be yeah. amazing opportunity here, right? Versus right now, you have these franchises appreciating in value, um, mm-hmm. but you can't figure out why. You know, I mean, right now it's like Apple did yeah. some crazy deal that makes no sense. But up until that point, it's kind of like they they appreciate because something else, and then it also kind of stifles. Some of the lower levels. Um, obviously, now now you know a lot of people have a lot of hopes for USL and their ability to kind of introduce all that and step up. But what are your mm-hmm. what are your thoughts on investing? What are your thoughts in general right now on soccer in the US as an investment opportunity?
1: Yeah, I think I think we're similar in a sense where like we are not actively looking um, at the at the MLS. Uh, and partially like, you know, you and I connected because we, 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 we saw that. Um, we had, we had the s- same ideas, uh, towards yep. the, 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 U.S. system. Um, but looking at history, I think, um, the MLS needed to be created in the way it was created, right? Because the first time around, uh, they did try to do the European way and, and, and bring in superstars and, um, the financials didn't work out and, and, and it failed. So. In order for the, the game to sustainably mature, um, I think it was uh, a necessary path. Now, is there a path where, uh, the, the real question is, do, does the MLS want to become the number one league in the world? Right. So if you want to become the number one league in the world, I think there is a different path that, that, uh, that they need to take, have the, the promotion, relegation, but, you know, if if they're comfortable with where they are today, I think you you keep the system where it is today. But there's a big difference between the NFL, you know, and and NBA and 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 you know, football, right? Or soccer. Yeah. Because soccer is a global sport. So uh, you can't just say all the players are here, we're gonna keep you in this league. Like that just won't that just won't work in in, in, in football. So yeah,
0: yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know why it just it gets me, it gets always gets me riled up because I just see there's <laughs> there's an opportunity, but it's like, so right, I, I feel like MLS is about like maintain, like making sure that the stakeholders don't lose value, you know, and so mm-hmm. then it's almost yeah. like out of fear, right? But the way you, and the, but the, sometimes they and a little bit less nowadays, but th- at times mm-hmm. when they, when people say, oh, one day i will be the biggest league in the world, I'm like, that's crazy. You 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 would have to, you're hoping for the rest of the the rest of the soccer world to have to completely implode for you to become the biggest league in the world, unless you just made it like, you know, hey, if you want to build a 100,000-seat stadium in a town with 50 people, do it, you know, if you want to, you know, yeah. like, I mean, but the challenge is that half the MLS teams would end up in the fourth division, and so it would never, it would, it would
1: never <laughs> work. But yeah, I, I still, if, yeah. Yeah, I was thinking, like, maybe if, like, Apple or, you know, one of these large networks decides to king make, a league, that that might happen. I mean, w- even if you look at the history of of soccer, um, you know, when I was growing up, city i was the largest uh, league in the world. And these things rotate, right? Yeah. Right now, the Premier League is is the largest. But you know, if someone wants to king make and say, okay, you know, what? we're not going to give broadcasting money to the Premier League anymore, it's going to be the MLS, and we're going to give them an egregious uh, 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 contract, you know could, could happen.
0: Yeah. yeah. No, I just, I, I think, I think forever I'll be trying to brainstorm some way to find yeah. that, uh, to find that opportunity. Cause it is, it yeah. is just so fun. And again, it's things that, um, things that we're, uh, we're passionate about. So mm-hmm. what's, uh, what's next? What are you, um, are you going to keep stacking projects? Or are you going to, you know, do you have a, a long-term vision for, for what you've got going on now? Do you see yourself, uh, you know, where do you see yourself in you know 10 years
1: you gonna be doing something completely different or is it going to be an evolution of this? Uh, it's definitely gonna be an evolution of this uh, again like I'm, I'm doing this because like I love doing it. So for me it's always just kind of like peeling the next layer and say okay, I found a problem here I want to solve this problem so I'm gonna stack this on right And one kind of like problem that I see now, is um, that we're supporting a lot of the um, founders with capital for their company. But when you look at, you know, when you go to dinners with them, you actually have like a real conversation. Um, there's problems that the founders, they them themselves have, right? Like personal problems that they have, whether that's like financial or health or, you know, et cetera. So, I, I think there needs to be a uh, platform built for specifically for these um, folks that are really helping, you know, change the world. Right. So, um, and, and when I say founders, I include, um, athletes and, and these other folks as not, not just tech founders. Right. Um, yeah. so, um, these, they've now become personal enterprise. So it's, it's no longer about really the company. It's the individual that sits on the top. Um, Elon's a great example, right? Like there's, there's Elon and there's SpaceX, Tesla and, you know, boring company and URLink, and, and all others. So, um, I think the, 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 uh, the rest of the supporting platforms need to, to adjust to that. So yeah, my mind is really focused on, on, on that at the moment and saying, okay, I see. There's a lot capital now in the VC space. Uh, companies are being supported. Okay, um, the core of all this, it all comes down to founders. So, like, let's make sure they're well supported uh, at a personal level. So, yeah, I, I'm, I'm thinking a lot about that lately.
0: Nice. Yeah. No, I think I think I think founders is a really interesting area because I think there's so many different times and events during the life of a founder that like yeah. the perception of like, well, the perception of their means, uh, the perception of the support they're getting is mm-hmm. so different than the reality. A lot of times. Right. And so it's, um, 100%. it's almost like uh, Hey, you know, you, Things are going to happen really fast. A lot's going to change for you. Some of it's going to change as the public perceives it. Some of it's going to have really not even be remotely close to what the public perceives is happening for you. But you
1: mm-hmm. need to figure
0: that yeah. out. But also, you need to also be guiding the ship and and yeah. and, and doing these things. And and you know, you, you you I mean, we all know as we get older, right? Like, oh wow, it's weird when I when I have less distractions in my head or less things to worry about or get enough sleep. All those things everything's so much clearer and, and now you look back yep. and I, I look back and i think oh my god you know we can't have a do-over which is why we keep trying right but i'm like there's so <laughs> many things that i would that i would uh that you would do differently and then combine that with i think the biggest for me the 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 thing i ignored longer and this has, a, it has nothing to do with being a founder but just the thing i ignored the longest i don't know why exactly was just the value of a personal brand i mean i remember tony mm. at zappos i mean he we had a board meeting with Sequoia once and people thought he was crazy. And it was a little crazy at the time, but he basically did a, <laughs> the whole board meeting. He just, he talked about why Twitter was great. This is our Zappos board meeting that he, his presentation was on why Twitter is Amazing. awesome. Right? And it was just, uh, that was the first one he's telling me. And I'm like, why would I want to, why would I want to be so you know publicly out there and this, that and the other. And then, you know, you hear, you know, whether it's even Gary Vee yelling about it constantly for years. Right. And it's mm-hmm. like, but it is, it has been this shift, which really hasn't come that slowly. It seems like, I mean that quickly, it seems like it came quickly, but it didn't where you're right. It's like, yeah. um, athletes, you know, athletes want to be entrepreneurs. Entrepreneurs want to be athletes, musicians, influencers, mm-hmm. like kids now, right. The number one thing they want to be is a, is an influencer, probably followed by athlete and entrepreneur. So it's, um, yeah, it's definitely amazing. Um, kind of these, the, how the individual has become the business over the years. So you've definitely mm-hmm. been, a ahead of the curve on, on that one. How do you, what do you, what do you do for a competition nowadays? I mean, as a, as an athlete, right. You need that competition. Mm-hmm. I see are those, are those golf balls behind you. Like, what are you? Uh, yeah. Yeah. What do
1: you, what do you, yeah. I try to set, um, like a, you know, business goal goal and, um, like a physical, uh, goal. Um, uh, last year was, um, or the last three years has been the Ironman. So, um, oh, started off. with a marathon, yeah, started with a marathon, uh, through COVID, uh, uh, and then, uh, did the half Ironman, um, and then last year we completed the the full Ironman. So that was definitely, uh, thank you. Um, that was definitely a journey.
0: How was the swim? The the swim feels oh, to me like uh, the, one uh, of the uh, worst s- things you could possibly
1: do. <laughs> yeah. So it's, it's, it's terrible, uh, especially because I did this with my brother. Um, and my brother's, uh, was a D one swimmer and here I am having swam, um, since I was in fifth grade or sixth grade. So was just learning from, from there. But that's, that's also like, to me, that's, that's what I want, right? Like I want to be able to work towards something and see progress, um, and see the data and see progress. So that's what's, what's what's uh fun about it so i actually enjoyed swimming the most because that's where <laughs> i i grew the i grew the most yeah. um yeah and then now uh it's it's definitely golf um yeah trying to kind of lower lower my score um and i have a kind of a number in mind that i want to get to uh this year and you know setting up uh you know a soft, small like simulator and and looking at the numbers and how do I move my body in a certain way to get to the certain number that I'm supposed to get to
0: Yeah,
1: angles example. Um, and kind of like working towards that. So like, I've never been talented at anything. So for me, it's all about, you know, doing the, the small work every single day, uh, to, to, to beat people. Uh, so the so only way I could beat people is by, by working harder. So that's kind of something that's uh, ingrained in me. I like that. Finally,
0: at the end, there was beat beat some people before it was, you know, it was, it was competing with yourself, right? You're competing with yourself, competing yeah. with yourself, which is, yeah. which I think, is, I don't know if that's another part of, um, you know, as we get older, but mm-hmm. it is funny now that for me too, yeah, the, the majority of competition now, maybe it was COVID, you know, maybe it isolated us to the point where it was like, yeah. but the majority of competition, which I think is the only sustainable lifelong competition, right? is like, no. I want to do better than I did yesterday. I want to do that better than I did a month ago. 100%. I've been trying to explain my uh, my 13 year old son this concept, and he just doesn't get it, you know. But I'm like, I wouldn't have got it at 13 either,
1: but like, no, yeah, you know, it's yeah. Uh, yeah I, I think at 13, you want to have fun, right? The most yeah. important thing is to like have fun at what you're doing, uh, and then like learn how to learn how to uh, work hard, right? But yeah. yeah, it doesn't feel like working hard if you're having fun, so it's like one of the same. Just make sure you have fun. Yeah, and then ultimately you get to the point where
0: you do what you do what you're passionate about, which now you yeah. can't tell when you're working when you're not working so it's uh yep it's the perfect scenario all right we got a couple of uh questions like to ask mm-hmm. at the end of the show um you know one which would be interesting interesting for you would be um if you could spend the day with any one athlete or entrepreneur who would it be and why
1: yeah that's a that's a hard one it would it would definitely be an entrepreneur for me the, the one that like quickly comes to my mind is, is Peter Tail because he's been successful in kind of both things that, um, I'm, I'm pursuing, which is building a business and being a, a great investor. And I respect the way he's done it. He's always been contrarian. Um, so yeah, definitely someone that I would, I would, I want to spend time with, but also respect guys like LeBron, who's built like an entire enterprise. I love to hear how, um, he went from, you know, thinking of it as a project and thinking about basketball to growing his, um, enterprise. And, and, you know, I'd, I'd love to learn like what those deals look like. Right. So like get really under the hood and how, how does that add enterprise value, uh, to, to his company? So. Yeah.
0: Well, that'd be a, I think that'd be a, a, fun day either way.
1: Yeah. Now, the last yeah. question,
0: this is the bonus question <laughs> yeah. for people that made it okay. all the way to the end. Uh-huh. Uh, what advice would you give to young entrepreneurs just getting started?
1: I think it's the theme of this uh, entire conversation is don't chase the, the, the thing that you think is shiny, right? The shiny thing in, in front of you. Just because something working, uh, don't don't try to create like a 2.0 of that. Like really, really work on something that that you're passionate about. Because like you like you mentioned with Zappos, Zappos seems like a very you know from the outside it's it's a super success story, but in the inside, I'm sure it was chaos. And like you mentioned, like it almost died, yeah. right? So like you gotta you, you you better be super passionate about it <laughs> in in order to to, to survive that. So I, I look back at the mistakes that I made and, 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 um, or continue to make. Right. And, and, and it's when you're chasing the wrong thing. So, yeah, yeah I would always go back to first principle and, 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 and do what you do or build something towards what you love to do. One last question. I know we're getting short on time here, but I think this would be a great, mm-hmm. a
0: great question. Um, to hear your perspective on is, you know, when we've, when we met a lot of times we were brainstorming, um, Mm-hmm. You know, soccer, soccer in the U.S., right? And and a lot of those opportunities, yeah. we we looked at them. and We said mm, they're interesting as passion plays, but they're probably too small to to be yeah. where we want them to get to. So mm-hmm. if you were if you were a young entrepreneur and you're passionate about something, and, and people are telling you, "Hey, yeah. that's great, you'd be really good at it," but that's more of a little mm-hmm. you know niche opportunity. You should focus on something bigger. When do you think is mm-hmm. the right time, or how do you decide if that thing is is too narrow? And or and you should go broader or if you can turn something narrow into something into something big.
1: So I don't I, I, I have this um, I don't think everything needs to be big. So, you know, there's there's certain things where it's it's better to scale. But it, there's certain things if you're passionate about something that's more like a craftsman oriented, like it's a craftsman's project, Like that's that's perfectly fine, too. So, um, I don't think, um, you know, at the end of the day, everything is about scaling. Everything is about like making the, the biggest you possibly can. It's a very like capitalistic, um, you know, mindset. That's what capitalism has, has taught us, but that doesn't mean that's, that's a fit for, for, um, everybody. Like I a hundred percent appreciate, um, the guy who's dedicate dedicating himself to making one thing, the, the best thing in the world. Right, and he might only be able to make five of those a year, right? And yeah. and that's just as admirable as you know building a, a multi-billion-dollar company, in my opinion. So fit fit what you think fits fits you. No, yeah, I totally agree. I, I wanted I wanted to get your thought on that, but I I couldn't
0: agree more. And I do think, and actually, the more passionate you become, the less you're even aware of the fact that it's not. But you I you can't even tell the difference between a big opportunity and a small opportunity. You just see opportunity yeah. right so that's i think yeah. another one of those questions where if you if you look back you realize as a young entrepreneur the questions you're asking sometimes are showing that you're not you haven't found that thing yet right like so that's a mm-hmm. that's an interesting uh anyways it was a great answer was, enjoyed catching up i learned a lot when, uh, my my golf game i just started playing last summer and it's been a uh, one step oh, forward let's go three steps back. I definitely don't have any golf balls that I'd be willing to put in a, in a display case yet. Um, usually cause I, yeah. I, I leave the course with, with no golf balls, but, yeah. uh, but it'd be great to play at some point.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Everything I have up here is actually just, um, from like memories. It's the first, uh, first course I went with my, my dad after graduation or like a course that we went for my brother's wedding and stuff like that. So my, my scores are absolutely, uh, horrendous. <laughs> but uh, it's always good to see like memories up there of, of the good times that that, that I've had. So, nice, yeah. So yeah, love to get a ball up there with uh, with with you. Let's yeah. let's create some memories. Anytime. Yeah. let's do it. All right, cool. Well, uh,
0: where can people um, follow you? Find you if they're uh, interested in in learning more.
1: You know, could be could be um, I guess I guess Twitter, but um, I'm actually pretty quiet. It's probably the first podcast I've ever done um and the only reason i did it exclusive we got, of, ex- we got yeah, the exclusive no no nothing nothing yeah no, nothing special but like yeah we we've, you know we've been great friends and um yeah for me i'm more i wanted to have a conversation with you so this was a this was a great way to do it
0: awesome no i appreciate you coming on that was uh yeah. that was my main motivation too
1: so glad we got to
0: glad we got to do it and uh yeah definitely looking forward to catching up in the future
1: yeah, let's do it. Uh, let's do it on the golf course in person. All right, deal. All right, see ya. <laughs> yeah.